Hello, and welcome to Polylog, a weekly dialogue that takes a critical look at the policymaker, the politician, and the journalist, because each is critical and each demands criticism. I'm Brendan Steidel, your co-host and communications specialist in government, technology, and healthcare. Polylog is our attempt to find, praise, and demand constructive political dialogue. Today is Monday, April 18th, 2022, and while our family is still bonding with our new baby, I'm excited to bring you part three of my Solving Guns project. This is a multi-part series that we're sharing first with our Polylog listeners, a project that I've spent years on. The goal is to examine every form of gun violence, to go deep on the reasons why people own guns in the first place, and to find solutions without passing laws that limit gun access. Not because these types of laws are a bad idea or a good idea, but because laws are not solving this issue right now. Whether you love guns or hate them, my hope is that the solutions here can unite those on the left and the right behind one goal, to save lives. Something we can all agree on. You can find this project online at solvingguns.org, which is housing this chapter in text form, as well as a video version. You can also find access to the 2,000-plus pages of facts and statistics that I leaned on for this project. So, let's begin. This is part three. This part explores another dimension of another top reason why people own guns, sport. Last week, we talked about the idea of gun subscription services. Let's take another look at this and see if we can tackle this issue of sport from a different angle. First, it's important to note that gun sports are not particularly dangerous. Sure, guns are dangerous. But when you're pointing them at a paper target, guns are about as dangerous to you as a paper cut. Maybe a slight burn of the hand if you handle it wrong. No, the dangerous thing about guns is not the sport that people participate in. It's the gun itself, before or after the sport. 39% of gun owners own their guns for sport or hunting. But most gun-related deaths take place outside of a sports setting. Most gun deaths are suicides, and hardly any of those take place during sport or hunting. Nor is there an epidemic of gun homicides taking place during sports or hunting. What does that tell us? The problem with gun violence isn't gun sports. It's the gun outside of those sports. Which gives me a bit of an idea. I know in the last piece we talked about making guns safer for sport owners by making guns as a service, so that every owner had access to great training, social support, and mental health services, but I think we could take things one step further, to what might be an even more effective way to reduce gun violence. Make guns homeless. Suicide is the number one kind of gun violence, even in the military. More soldiers in America die by their own hand than by the hand of the enemy, more in suicide than in combat. That's true not only in America, but in other countries as well, like the United Kingdom. Take the case of Israel. A few years back, the Israeli military was having too many suicides. Well, any number of suicides is too many, but the problem became acute. So military leaders looked at the numbers, and they found that most of the suicides were committed with guns, and most of the guns used for suicide were military-issued guns. What could they do? Well, they didn't take the weapons away from the soldiers, it was literally their job to have them, but what they did do was find out when most of those suicides were taking place. The answer? 
Most of the suicides were committed during off-duty hours, when soldiers were at home. So they made a simple change. From that day forwards, soldiers would no longer be able to take military-issued guns home with them. Instead, soldiers were ordered to keep them locked in storage. The result? Suicides dropped by 50%. So what if we did this? What if we followed this proven model? What if we found every way possible to discourage people from taking their guns home with them? Because when you look at guns, when you examine every type of gun and gun violence, there's one factor that stands out that remains the same no matter the gun or the circumstance. Guns always become dangerous when they're mixed with this one single element, the home. So rather than cutting guns out of people's lives, let's cut the home out of the life of guns. Let's make guns homeless. Now, it's important to make the point here. When I say guns at home, I mean guns that live at your home. But I also mean guns that drive around with you in the car, guns that have been taken from the shooting range or the hunting reserve and that you carry with you. Because while many suicides do in fact take place in the home, they can also be committed in remote locations. We want to prevent these acts of violence too, and the best way to do that is to discourage people from taking their own guns home with them. How do we do it? Well, I think there are two types of people when it comes to keeping guns at home. First, there are people who enjoy their guns primarily outside of the home, but keep them in the home because that's the easiest place to store and care for it. They don't have any particular attachment to keeping it at home, that's just the simplest place for it to be. Then there are people who actually enjoy keeping their sports guns at home. They enjoy the maintenance and care of this object that is at the center of their sporting life. Let's try to think of some ideas to address each of these. First, those who keep guns at home for convenience. At the bare minimum, let's make it more convenient for them to keep them outside of the home. We can encourage gun ranges and hunting lodges to offer storage and service of their members' guns. After all, it's in the best financial interest of these facilities to get their customers to return. What better way to do that than to store the customer's gun right there on the premises? Storage could be completely free. Maybe the facility could even offer routine maintenance for free as well to keep customers coming back. Just as some car dealerships offer free oil changes to keep customers in the service department and to build relationships for their next car purchase to build loyalty. And even if a gun facility couldn't offer service for free, at the least they could provide a space for gun owners to service their guns on site with conveniences like cleaning and maintenance tools ready and handy. If we can make it more convenient to keep your gun somewhere other than home, we could keep guns out of the home and detach them from violent impulses and activities. A good example in all this is food. Why go out to eat for food when you can just as easily eat at home? Well, two reasons. The first being when it's more convenient to eat out. Fast and fast casual restaurants have capitalized on this, making it easier to grab a bite to eat than to make one. The second reason to eat out when you can just as easily eat at home? Because what you're eating out is better than what you could make at home. 
Five-star restaurants, exotic cuisine, exotic spices, complicated preparation, and impossibly expensive cooking equipment. In short, we eat out when it's more convenient, and we eat out when it's better than what we can eat at home. And we do it a lot. Americans spend more on eating out than they do on groceries. $54.8 billion at bars and restaurants every year compared to $52 billion on groceries. And this is 2015 numbers. So we can make gun storage outside of the home more convenient, as we just discussed. Or we can make gun sports outside of the home better. Here's the better idea. Gun sports currently involve everything from handguns to rifles to automatic weapons. But what they don't involve are bigger and more powerful guns, or explosives, or cannons, ammunition that fires louder, further, bigger, and more intensely in every measure. That's for good reason. You can't own explosives or cannons. But what if they could be made available in a safe, sporting environment, legal to fire on a bomb range, but illegal to take home? Could sports at an explosive scale flourish? Could it attract sports owners to such a degree that they might lose interest in sports at the handheld scale? It's a possibility that if your sporting game is bigger, you might have little interest in keeping something smaller at home. How many tennis players keep a table tennis table at home? How many pilots keep remote control planes? How many football players keep a foosball table? Some, some I'm sure, but not all. Not even most, I'd bet. But how might it work? Simple. Allow firing ranges to possess and fire weapons in a safe, supervised environment. Just as bomb ranges today allow safe and supervised firing. By offering people who enjoy the power of guns more powerful weapons that they can't take home, we could cut down home-based deaths from sports guns and enable sports enthusiasts to access more complex and engaging sports than they can access today. Large guns, fully automatic weapons, rocket launchers, explosives. As long as the weapons are securely stored and safely discharged in a supervised environment, why not? If this can divert 29 million sports gun owners to become sports weapon enthusiasts who don't keep guns at home, we could stop 8,000 suicides a year. But, but, I hear you thinking, but what if people enjoy taking their guns home, right? Well, that takes us to our second kind of sports owner who keeps their gun at home. The one who enjoys it. Who enjoys the maintenance and the care and the, just the idea of having it and looking at it and knowing it's there. How can we reduce the danger of these guns? Well, in this instance, since the keeping of the gun used in the sport is why it's kept, we can't change where the gun lives. We have to change the sport itself. Luckily, there's all sorts of competing sports that fit the bill. And they're crazy popular. And they're all like gun sports, and often include guns in some capacity, just non-lethal ones. Guns you can enjoy at home, like video games. Guns you can enjoy outside of the home, like paintballing. Guns you can enjoy inside, like laser tag. And guns that take you for a ride, like virtual reality. These alternatives to sports shooting and hunting could serve the wants and needs of gun owners who want to keep their guns at home. 
Do you enjoy keeping your gun at home, practicing and firing at home or outdoors? Paintball could be your sport. There are as many paintball guns as there are personalities. They're ripe for collecting, target practice, and skill building. They can even simulate combat situations, putting you in the center of the action. Do you enjoy the social side of sports? Laser tag has exploded far beyond tag. It's more like urban warfare, a team-building sport that calls on skill sets in strategy and leadership. You could even collect an assortment of guns for the purpose. Guns that match the size, the weight, the carrying characteristics of real-world firearms. Do you enjoy what it means to keep a gun at home, to have the sport accessible at any moment? Well, video games practically got their start with guns. First-person shooter isn't a title, it's an entire genre, with an entire arsenal of activities to choose from, whether it's executing a special forces mission, fighting crime, or surviving the zombie apocalypse. It's estimated that 135 million Americans play video games for at least three hours a week. In fact, Twitch, a platform for watching others play video games, was sold to Amazon in 2014 for $970 million. More people last year watched others play video games on Twitch than watched the Super Bowl. This isn't just the sport of the future, it's the sport of today. Millions who might otherwise have been sporting with guns are now sporting with video games. Why not encourage more if more can save lives? What might more look like? Imagine a program that set up gun owners with video game consoles. A program that enabled them to trade in their guns for gun controllers that mimic the dimensions, the weight and feel, the action of the guns they originally had. To play the top-rated games with top-of-the-line firepower? Available to play at any time with infinite ammunition, forever accessible, and always non-lethal. The future could attract even more converts. Virtual reality is just around the corner. Microsoft, Facebook, and others are investing billions in the technology with the aim of owning the future of entertainment, activity, sport, and media. Imagine the ability to literally step into any sport or shooting activity in the world, to step out of this world and into another, to hold in your hand unlimited firepower. Virtual reality could, in the span of just the next 10 years, redefine how we spend our time and make everything from traditional sports to sporting hobbies like guns seem obsolete. The ultimate goal is to reduce violence, to save lives. We can do that without taking away guns or disparaging other sports. Sports are not the problem. The problem, in almost every instance, is when guns are taken home. So if we can keep guns out of the home, either by keeping them where the sports are played or by encouraging sports that don't involve lethal weapons, we can save lives. It's as simple as that. So let's make it happen. Make the business case that sporting facilities have a business interest in keeping and servicing the guns of sport owners. Let's think outside of the box about ways that we can up the firepower of the weapons at gun ranges, pulling gun owners into a more powerful side of the sport that doesn't allow for home ownership, but allows for far more than they could have expected from existing guns. 
And let's make it easy for gun owners to trade in their guns for non-lethal alternatives in non-lethal sports. This too could be done by making a positive business case for video game, paintball, and other businesses. Gun owners are a whole new market of customers, avid sport enthusiasts, hobbyists with time on their hands and money to spare on activities that matter to them. Let's make it easy for them to get involved. Let's make it easy for sports enthusiasts to enjoy sports and stay safe without compromising either. All right, so that's the end of our two-part discussion on gun sports. But there's more to this story than that, and that takes us to one of the first things people think about when they think of guns and violence, crime. Are there ways to reduce gun crime without the need for legislation? Yes, but that's for another week. In the meantime, you can learn more at solvingguns.org. If you have any thoughts or feedback, you can email us at podcast at polylog.com. You can tweet at me at Beastidle, you can tweet at Naomi at SotoNaomi underscore, and you can tweet at the show at PolyLogCast. Thanks everyone, and we'll talk with you again next week. Bye.